Welcome to Suffering from Mediocrity, your source of average, some would say forgettable content with your hosts, Nick, Matt, and I'm Pat. Let's get into it. All right. Well, uh, Pat, have you started House of Dragon yet? Is it House of Dragon or House of the Dragon? I don't remember. House of the Dragon. It is not House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. Just one dragon? House of Dragon. House dragon of, of House. <laughs> okay, House. Dragon of the House. House of Dragon. So, okay, Pat, you got to take me through this. I am one of the, like, ten people on Earth who's not seen Game of Thrones. This is a prequel show that takes place, like, what? thousand years or something before our game of thrones show or what something like that i don't know should we look that up i actually have no freaking clue i feel like it's something you, like you're supposed to be the guru on this pat <laughs> we can look it up um so how many does it did it drop the whole season no, or does HBO, hbo do episode by episode drop the whole season for some reason i wish they would i think that's because they're still kind of like an actual tv network so they just do it like once a week like it would be on tv see i like that, do they though. still have a channel yeah, they still have a channel. I think that's pretty. That's probably most of the uh, what they do. Well, actually, I don't know. At this no, point. I gotta think the majority of HBO viewers have HBO Max. I gotta believe that. Probably, I would assume. I mean, and honestly, HBO Max is in my top top three <laughs> of uh, top streaming services. Three. <laughs> no it definitely is HBO Max has an incredible library for like movies and stuff and then just all of their original stuff dating back to the 90s it is one of the best yeah like sure. uh, so, Entourage yeah, on, yeah. Entourage uh, Entourage what a fantastic show for douchebags like us <laughs> yeah we, we fit <laughs> the bill that, so the, have Pat, not Pat sorry Nick have you ever watched Entourage no, I've just ever, I've seen clips before of like Ari Gold and his chaoticness and stuff like that. The the best description I've heard is it's keeping up with the Kardashians for men. Okay, and it's it's absolutely spot on because <laughs> but there's like a story. There's no it's overarching plot. Okay. There definitely well, is. well, I mean, the, it's not like a deep. There's plot. no plot. <laughs> like they uh, they just get into anytime there's any stress, it always ends stress free. You know, yeah, like, literally oh, every episode. Vince might not get the movie in the end of the episode. Hey, guys, I got the movie. Hey! <laughs> now, you know, or, uh, I, I think on that, Matt, the best is when they, uh, you know, this, there's a uh, alleged bomb threat, right, at the at the L.A. airport. And they can't get to Cannes for the film festival, right? Whatever, oh, yeah. You know, the, uh, the one in France. And so yeah. the premise is like, oh, no, will they get on a private jet to go to Cannes? And um, finally, at the very Kanye yeah, West, at the very end, right? it looks like they're not going to. And then Kanye West rolls up and is like, "Hey, you can ride my jet." But like you know, <laughs> the whole the overarching you know the theme of the the show wasn't that oh no there was a bomb threat at the airport. It was oh no, are we gonna get to go to Cannes? So this show sounds like uh, it sucks. <laughs> no, dude, it's so good. Honestly, I've I've watched it three times <laughs> from start Entourage? to finish. Yes. Yes, I'm serious. I've watched it, it at least two or three times. Dude, I I I've laughed out loud in several parts of that show. Really? It's it's actually funny. It's I always so thought yeah. it was such a dude bro kind of douchey show. It but is though, but it's it, so good. 
<laughs> now, I will say, you're at a disadvantage, Nick, because we watched it in college, oh, which was okay. the perfect environment to watch Entourage, because yeah. you're with you're with your roommates watching it. I'm not going to sit down with my wife and watch Entourage. Like, all right, like, honey, let's uh, watch that. some Entourage. How about that? <laughs> and and especially the show gets really dumb near the last couple seasons. Oh, the last couple of seasons like, really bad. Like, where he starts dating the porn star, yeah. and uh, who was the porn star? I forget. Sasha Gray. That's it. Yeah, he starts dating her, and then she turns him into a and he drug gets punched addict. by Eminem in that episode. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. just a whack season. You know, um, I think the can. Can you imagine being the uh, the porn star in that scenario? Because you know she was playing herself. They made her look horrible. Yeah, like with the yeah, the how, drug like, use and exactly. everything. They just made her look like such a That's degenerate. What I'm saying is like, like how, could you imagine being <laughs> that person and then being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm perfectly cool playing myself and being a god-awful person <laughs> but i i know nothing about her so as far as in my head she might be a drug addict for all i you know, know man, like, i don't, really I don't bad, keep up with the like, personal lives of a porn star so i don't either you don't i thought ron jeremy was your boy you know not not since he went to prison um <laughs> yeah, well, oh he did go to prison didn't he i forgot about that so you do keep up matt <laughs> well you do too you had to remind me oh, <laughs> but um you keep up with male porn stars. What's wrong with you? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I I personally wouldn't want to sign on to something like that to be play portray yourself in a really terrible light. Well, that's the thing. Just like uh, you know, this is the end. You know, Seth Rogen and all those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played fictionalized <laughs> versions of themselves in that movie, and so like mm-hmm. some of them were just like straight, like Michael Michael Sarah, which everybody knows. They're like, I can tell you exactly how he probably is when he's just normal day to day, and I think they did. They took that and put it on its head. You're like, what if he was just an absolute asshole? I mean, he slaps Rihanna's <laughs> ass and everything. He's trying to get coke from all these people, and they're like, Michael Sarah, man, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that is a good movie. Honestly. Well, I mean. Channing Tatum had to play a, a good sport. Yeah, a, I mean, a sex, asking a him sex to slave or something. <laughs> Gimp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I see, I saw an interview. It was uh, Seth Rogen talking about that, and and he was saying that they didn't know who to get for that role, and somebody just threw out, "Hey, you should ask Channing. He would absolutely be down for this." Like, no, no, he wouldn't. Are you kidding me? And they called Channing, and he's, like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. I'm, I'm down. I'll be there." Like, That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, I'm going to spoil it. If I just went to the movies actually this week, uh, and wife and I we saw Bullet Train. I don't know if you guys oh, saw yeah, the trailer yeah. for that. Very entertaining, honestly. It kind of reminded me of a Tarantino esque type of movie. I, I don't know who directed. That's it, the but vibe very, very I got entertaining. from the trailer. Really, from like the trailer and just the whole yeah. cast and like the the first poster that came out with all these different weird looking characters. Mm-hmm. I was like, this seems very yeah. Tarantino like. Um, and it just seems kind of very entertaining. Yeah. Wacky. Right. Like, is it kind of like the humor is just kind of yeah. like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's got funny moments. If you, I'm not going to spoil anything. Cause I do think it's, if you guys are wanting to, to go to the theater and you don't know what to see, it's worth it. I don't know if I, what is if it's the, on streaming? If I'd say, Oh, you the have to see it. Premise but, of the show? Like the- so basically it follows Brad Pitt yeah. who uh, is coming back from a hiatus from, I, I don't know. I guess you could say he does snatching grabs and he, he works for an organization that's got like hitmen mm. and people that, you know, are hired like contracting yeah. work. And uh, he doesn't want to kill anymore. He doesn't want to be violent. He just, he's going to return to work, but he just wants to do easy jobs like snatching grabs. So he gets put on a 
tasked to go to a bullet train and retrieve a briefcase, unaware that there's like six other hitmen that all have the same task as him, oh, cool. basically, in uh, Tokyo. And 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 the overarching like all throughout the movie, you find out that Brad Pitt is his character is very unlucky. <laughs> like that's kind of it. Just he's got a series of events that always keeps him from you know, reaching safety. <laughs> and uh, so that, because it, it answers a lot of questions, like why doesn't he just get off the bullet train? And they explain that because like okay. crazy stuff happens. Okay, cool. I, yeah, that's definitely one that, because, you know, right around like August, it's kind of the end of the summer blockbuster season. August into September is always kind of that weak point of like movie going, you know, experience and everything. There's not a lot of stuff that comes out. September is when you start to see the horror, you know, for like they're getting ready for Halloween oh, and everything. Yeah. And so some movie studios do aim for August, just be like, hey, we know it's like a lesser month. Like those July blockbusters are still in theaters on their like eighth week. And so they know the box office is open for stuff. So Bullet Train can definitely probably be number one for a little while if that's if that's the case. But Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Um, I know we're getting a little off topic, Pat. Are you enjoying House of the Dragon so far? Yeah, I really am. Um, House of Dragon? House of Dragon. House of Dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's been really good. I didn't uh, plan on watching it until I saw a, uh, one of the first trailers come out. And it's because, uh, you know, Game of Thrones broke my heart and everything. <laughs> but uh, it's actually really good. Hmm. Well, how does it compare to the original? Like, first season of House of the Dragon versus first season of Game of Thrones? Well, there's only two episodes so far. Well, there's only, I guess, three. I haven't seen the third one yet, but... Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is... To, uh... The only reason I bring that up is... Uh, were you hooked on Game of Thrones right away, for one thing? Like, first episode, you were all in? Probably for the most part think so yeah also and i i guess the other reason i'm asking that is like honestly it's no secret the end of game of thrones is very controversial and it'll basically the majority of the fan base hated it really Um, i didn't hear anything about that well yeah totally but has it been able to draw you back in because that'd be a difficult task i was wondering if they were going to be able to draw an audience back in because so many people were saying that yeah no they definitely did i'm not surprised it drew a lot of people in because i feel like a lot of the people at the end of the day, who watched Game of Thrones, like, uh, didn't really care the ending was bad. But, um, yeah, it's it's hard to explain. I like it, I don't love it, but it's, like, uh, it got me excited about Game of Thrones again. Just getting back but, into that world, I'm assuming? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of getting back into that world. That makes sense. Makes it interesting. <clears throat> I was going to say, like, when Game of Thrones was doing like what it was doing. Like it was a phenomenon like worldwide. I, you know, it, it, cause what, it started what, like 2011, 2012, maybe that's when game. Yeah. Of Thrones? Like, yeah. 2011. 11, okay. 12, Good. It like seemed that. like it really started to become like this event, like this worldwide event, like maybe around like 2014, like 2015, like into seasons like four and five, or it's like, dude, if you're not watching this show, what are you doing? Like people had like, show watching parties again like they used to back in the day uh and it was just like the biggest thing ever and i'm i'm wondering if there's any way this show could do that again or if it did spawn enough of their audience really yeah i don't think so i mean especially after 
I don't think you'll have another phenomenon like Game of Thrones when it was first coming out. Oh, I think you will. It's someday there's going to be something. Would you? I guess Stranger Things hasn't reached that. I well, I think Stranger Things has. It's just the only thing is, which again, why I love the weekly release thing is because it gives you anticipation. That's what it's supposed to be like. Binge culture. I, I really don't like binge <sighs> culture. Like it, it just it just kind of sucks to me. I like when it's an event every I, Sunday. I disagree in some ways. I've rewatched shows where I I didn't necessarily like the season, but some shows flow better in a binging session. Now, like, sorry, you go, you go. Oh, I mean, and some shows I think are better weekly releases. I will say I think Lost because I I watched Lost long after it finished coming out. And that was a show that honestly, I think I would have lost interest if I had to wait week by week. I think there would have been a time where I would miss a week and it's like, ah, it's no big deal. I'll stop watching, I guess. See, now that's the thing too. Like things are just a lot different now with streaming services. I mean, no one is touching what shows used to be like a standard show on one of the big networks was September to May with a big winter break. And they would even have some gap breaks, you know, in between. Those are 24 episodes. Look at the standard show, ABC, Fox, CBS, stuff like that. 24 episode seasons. Nothing is really touching that in the streaming. Yeah, they're show, always like the 10 streaming. now. Yeah, it's, it's Stranger Things. has been eight, nine, 10. you know, stuff like that. All of them are real low and they want you to binge them like crazy. Now, it's funny. I have a unique perspective because I watched Lost for six years on television. Uh, it was a mm. thing. Me and my parents right. were like, whoa, like this, like my whole family. This looks good. We were seeing it on the summer trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. and we watched it. We all we watched it all together. And uh, my parent, my sister, and my uh, mom fell off a little bit around season three. But me and my dad watched it all the way through still, and it was something we TVO'd and you know recorded and uh, you know we'd watch it all mm. the time. Uh, and I I think this might be kind of a, an ignorant statement, but just what you said about shows that need to be binged, I think that kind of shows that the show's not that good. It, it's it's not that good if it's like disagree. Well, it's just it, you know if you talk about the slower shows, it's like, well, why are you? Why is it better when it's binge? It's because it's so slow. You're bored. I mean, right? Now, I've I've already brought it up a couple times on our show, and I really don't want to beat the dead horse, but I I just got to mention it again. Um, I, I know you guys haven't seen it, and I'm, it's because of that I'm going to mention Better Call Saul again. And that I didn't watch; I only watched the last season week by week, and the last season was phenomenal. Like every episode, I was on the edge of my seat, and it was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they they left us off there! I can't wait till next week," you know, stuff like that. First few seasons, a lot of things happen in each episode, but it's kind of it's kind of kind of a slow burn, and I I'll, and I loved it binging it. Just absolutely loved it, but I don't know how I would have liked it week by week, but if that makes sense. What I'm getting at, though, is it's almost it's almost a paradox in what you're saying. You like watching a slow burn show in binge fashion. That kind of is counterintuitive to the point, don't you think? Yeah. I don't know. I Because I, uh, I, like, I like going at my own pace. I don't like to be on the network's I pace. I don't want to. I don't want to watch. I I, I do I do understand what you're saying, but I think it, it probably just comes down to each perspective because I don't like does. being on their time. It, I like watching on my time. I get that. Because I'm not going to sit down and watch a season in one day. I might watch two episodes, and then I'll take a break and then come back later. I don't know. That's What are you going to say, Pat? It's fun for me. 
on on that topic, I feel like it's for slow shows. For me, I almost like to binge them more simply because, like, you know, if I watch an episode now, I'll be interested in seeing what happens next if I'm really into the plot. But if I were mm-hmm. to, like, skip a week, you um, know, and then do another episode, I feel like it, your interest in it kind of slows down a little bit. That's why, like, yeah. I watched Mad Men multiple times through, but, like, I found that, like... So the first time I watched it, I got stuck at like season three and like never picked it up again. And then I went and rewatched all of it again. And the reason I got through it the next time was simply because I watched it all just in a row and like powered through it. Cause like overall it's a really good show, but it, it's like, I feel like it's a, one of the like notoriously slow ones. It's like hard and to that, get into. I, that makes sense. I did that for prison break. Cause I think I've only finished that show once because the the last season I kept having to stop it a few episodes in just because I kept losing interest and not caring. And uh, and that's yeah, that one definitely hit me that way. That's the thing too. Just again on your uh, kind of your point with like Better Call Saul, and I'm going to kind of relate it to my experience with Breaking Bad. You know, I watched Breaking Bad after it was all done. Like the, the show had completely mm-hmm. you know finished and everything. Uh, didn't really have any spoilers, which was awesome. Uh, but I watched the show and the first season was so boring to me. I was like, the only reason I was still committed is because I was like, well, everybody says this is like the greatest show of all time. Like, let's go. Like, this is awesome. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get through it still. Like, let's get through the parts that are slow. And then I go through four whole seasons and yeah, there's interesting stuff and there's some big moments and everything like that. But it's just like, especially when they got into, I think it was like six, 13. And then I want to say, 16, 16, 16 of episodes. And so it's kind of like I went through so much watching of this show, expecting it to be what season five was from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Season five of Breaking Bad from start to finish is what I thought the whole show would be like. But again, I was I committed through those four seasons and that almost 50 episodes because They're- I was like, it has this cultural thing. It's this great show. Now with you and Better Call Saul, you love Breaking Bad, right? Not as much as Better Call Saul. But before you started it. Yeah. And that's mainly yeah, the reason so. you got into it is because mm-hmm. of how much you love Breaking Bad. So, yes. Okay. And you heard now, it was a good show Breaking... on TV and everything, you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. No, what were you going to say? Now, Be- Better Call Saul did raise my standards on TV. <laughs> uh, it sounds hoity-toity, but I because I, we, we were in the middle of Better Call Saul and I went back and restarted Breaking Bad. And, man, I... I think like you were saying, I was like, wow, this is a slow burn compared to when I rewatched Break- Better Call Saul and I was all into it the whole way through. Even though Better Call Saul is not an action-packed show, but it is probably the best, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, the best character drama I've ever seen on television. Okay. Uh, just purely, purely character work. Uh, and it get, the show gets darker and darker as it progresses. And by the time you're in season six, you're like, how is this the same show okay. as where I started? You know? And that's, but, I mean, and that's awesome too. I mean, I, and I definitely have heard stuff like that about this show with what happens to the character throughout his, you know, his own show and everything. Um, it's just, I feel like, you know, with Lost, dude, it's funny the perspective you had on that and you binged it. It's like, dude, every mm-hmm. episode, every episode, you're like, whoa. And like, it was for me personally, all six seasons, I was like, Let's go next episode. This is great. It was awesome right. to wait for a week. You had something to look forward to. It was all this thing. And I have something else that I could totally go into that I, I'm not going to, but just binge culture in our generation and kind of how everything is instant. Everything is now everything. Amazon's on your doorstep, all this stuff. Like 
it's just kind of the way the world is now and nobody really has patience for anything. I think a lot gets lost in that uh, when you don't lost. Yeah. Right. You don't, you, when you don't have the, the, the waiting, the anticipation, you know, it, a lot of the experience kind of gets a little, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't get the full appreciation for it, you know? Um, yeah. I get what you mean. Now I know lost is your favorite show of all time. And I do like the show. I would actually say, I, I think it's a good show. I re- I have recommended it to people. If I had a complaint about lost is there were a lot of times I felt like there were too many plot lines going on. And it's like, wow, this feels like a network where they're trying to put as many high stakes scenarios as they can in one episode. And if sometimes it felt like, all right, we need a break for an episode and see like, which is why I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Comparing that to like game of Thrones. I feel like Game of Thrones had a lot of plot lines. Lost had a lot of too many. The biggest issue everybody had with plot that was points, there was so many, plot so many questions. Yeah, so many plot points and questions that went on for a long time before you finally got an answer. Um, but that's what kept me in, so interested. Didn't give you the answer to like the, literally the last season. Yeah, yeah, they had to tie tie up some loose ends. No. Game of Thrones, I I probably should have stopped because. The stuff that interested everyone else didn't really interest me because I, I I love character work, I love character development, and uh, some you know some shows just aren't for everybody, and I think that's one I maybe should have recognized and stepped away earlier because some people were really about it, and I guess I I'm not really a fantasy guy at the core, so it's kind of it kind of takes some work for me to get going yeah on it, but I, I've I've never really um, been too big into fantasy either. Uh, sci-fi is kind of the closest thing I get to that in fantasy. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest reasons I didn't get into it. Um, also I heard just kind of, I, I, whenever stuff is littered with like gore and sex and everything, I'm kind of like, that's just so like off the, it's, it's surface level stuff. It's just stuff that's supposed to grab you and keep you interested and keep you like, Oh, look at this. It's, it's supposed to be shocking, shock value. Nothing is shocking anymore. We've gone to the the bottom of the the barrel. Yeah. The boys, I've heard a lot about the boys. And it sounds funny. I, I finished it. It's got great characters, great actors in there. Um, but I just I wouldn't even say that. Well, I just what? Carl Urban. The, I you don't love like Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. The, yeah, same. Carl Urban. Believe it. Or, I. You guys know me. Uh, I like strong male characters in movies and TV. I like you know like the, <laughs> the 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 badass like main character. I'm all about that. He annoyed me from beginning to end. Really? Just I. Yeah, he was the type in, of guy in, that in what the boys. The boys, yeah, the Carl Urban character. He just he was probably one of my least favorite characters. Hmm. And I feel like they really wanted me to like him. And just I don't know, every scene he just kinda rubbed me the wrong way. The only reason I kept watching that show was the Superman bad guy. Yeah, that I keep Homelander seeing the, guy. The memes uh, of him. Yeah. 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 The last time he, I couldn't he, figure out what it was from. <laughs> he is the, the was the reason I powered through and kept watching just because he was one of my favorite villains I've seen on TV in a while. Okay. And it just I thought he was just Every scene he in, he just stole. He was in, he just stole the scene. Okay, but yeah, that's a show that, like you said, the the sex is needless. The gore is just like, oh gosh, well, why? I think like, a big on, part a of why they scenes. put all that in is because it was literally part of the book. Like I think the joke that goes around, oh, yeah, the comic like, book. Uh, there's there used to be a so bunch of invincible. memes about uh, George R. R. Martin like drawing dicks in like uh, yeah. <laughs> books because yeah. like. Oh, wiener, wait, isn't there wiener, a, wiener, yeah, wiener. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was <laughs> South Lake, uh, South Park. <laughs> Um. Yeah, did you guys watch Invincible on Prime? If you haven't, I recommend. No, it. because I, it was like I thought it was a boy spinoff, so I was like, I'm not going to get it. 
No, it has nothing to do with the boys. Oh, it's a I it did. written. It's a comic book written by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and it, he wrote that comic before he wrote The Walking wow. Dead. Oh, sorry, okay. I'm thinking of a uh, diabolical. It's like an animated boys spinoff. Oh, um, but no, Invincible. But I've J- heard a lot but, of good things about. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch. J.K. Simmons, I'm a big fan of his. He's a great. He was a great voice actor, oh, and yeah, that yeah, just yeah. completely. Stole every scene he was in. Steven Yun from Walking Dead is the main character, and I thought he did a good job. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I was going to say with the boys, um, they introduced this new character who's supposed to be like crazy good or badass or whatever, and uh, it's a uh, Soldier Boy. Yeah, it's it's a uh, J- Jansen Eccles, and he's you know from Supernatural. Yeah, I love I love wait, Supernatural. Wait, wait, which, which one from Supernatural? Dean. Yeah, Dean. Okay. Yeah. I, no, so the funny thing about him is, all right, I uh, I'm going to expose some of my politics here, but I'm going to keep it really on the down low. I did not, I do not share the politics, same politics with anyone on the boys. So oftentimes, like I know I would be a bad guy in their universe, really. <laughs> um, like it's it's not subtle at all. And Soldier Boy, they want you to not like him. But I was all about him. I loved him. Every scene he was in, it's like, I'd be on his side. That's badass. He's amazing. Like, and he just, I don't know. He, he was just so charismatic. The writers are like, all right, we're going gen- to bring in this awful, <laughs> disgusting, vile person. He has terrible views on things. And Matt's like, that's my guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, when, when, they, when I saw he was coming into the show, I was like, damn it. I mean, I might need to watch just for him because I, I just I liked him so much from Supernatural. Oh. But see that, but you got to wade through a lot to get to that season. And just to put it in perspective, like one of the best season episodes he's in is also one of my least favorites. It's like my favorite, but also least. Fa- it's weird how they do that. Okay. It's an episode called Hero Gasm. All right, <laughs> I heard about it. And they try to catch they they try to catch Soldier Boy during a superhero orgy that's taking place and they have to like try to infiltrate the orgy that's going on and it's just some of the most vile stuff you've ever seen in your life for an hour long so like assuming this is a comedy right this is what i'm dark comedy okay, okay. slash action yeah but yeah no i mean yeah i don't know i we finished the show and i i looked over at Cassie and I just said, "All right, yeah, I'm glad we finished because I could use a year break from that show. Like, well, maybe we'll pick it up when season four drops, but I could use a break." <laughs> yeah, you're like, we got to go with something so much lighter now. After that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what'd you watch it on? Prime. It's on Prime. Damn, I don't have Prime. The new Lord of the Rings show. Is oh on man, Prime. I love Prime. I use Prime for Amazon. Yeah, though. didn't it just drop episode one? Yeah, the new show. I've heard a lot of people say it's really bad. Yeah, oh, wow. but my mom. Yeah. Said she really liked it. Apparently, they're watching it randomly. So the people that take Lord of the Rings seriously, which I actually love, I, I don't like fantasy, but I love the Lord of the Rings and I love the books because I read the books. And from what I understand, the purists that love the books hate the show. They say that Tolkien would be rolling in his grave on this show. Uh, I guess I haven't seen it. That right there just but, makes me go, well, I don't really care because anytime there's like the hardcore fans, the purists, or whatever it is. Usually they're just so stuck up and they have such a high standard. It's like, dude, like I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time like three years ago. It just it, again, I, not being mm-hmm. a fantasy guy, I just never was attracted to going to watch those movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved them. I, I, I watched the trilogy all in a week and uh, like the extended version too and everything. And I was like, this is great. Like mm-hmm. this, this holds up too. I had the unique perspective of seeing it for the first mm-hmm. time after so much technological advancement and CG right. and stuff. Great, you, great uh, movies. 
Did you like The Hobbit though? On the flip did side, did not see The Hobbit movies because I don't heard they're it. not good. Don't watch okay. them. Okay, see, so like that's the thing. Like, I don't even think you have to be a purist to think uh, that The Hobbit movies no. were trash. Yeah, that was the thing. That was just Actually, like normal level fans were like, "Wow, these are not good." And I'm like, "Oh wow, that's not good." I'm. I, I love the Lord of the Rings, but I'm not as hardcore as some of the other fans are. Uh, I will say, I think the Lord of the Rings fan base is one of the most welcoming fan bases, though. Honestly, oh yeah, when it comes most outwardly, people I've talked to, yeah, outwardly and stuff, they're not they're not like assholes they have, or anything. They have one of the least cancerous like fan bases I've seen. Um, but I don't know, just from some people that I trust that are big Lord of the Rings fans that have told me that, oh yeah, don't waste your time on it. It just it's not good. I don't know. It's kind of kind of worried me mm. i've heard even the costume design isn't as good as the the peter jackson really they spent ones. like a just they spent like a a million how, how much per episode like a million something wild right yeah yeah so i don't know how, you know because when you think about it like the actual lord of the rings movies like on a dollar value of how much it costs to like film the movies i'm pretty sure it's way less than like a lot of these like it was probably significantly cheaper than the hobbit Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! It so, so like, when you think like about it, why would it be um, harder with more CG and whatnot? Like, yeah, why would that, they need more money for it? Well, that's the thing too. Uh, with the Lord of the Rings, because it was Peter Jackson with that trilogy, he want he filmed so much on location, and they went All of so it, yeah. yeah, they went so in depth with like mm. the extras, like a, even some of the big war scenes. Like where they would they would CG most of like the hordes of like the bad guys or like the good like they have a lot a lot of extras who are like in costume there and stuff like that. Now there was CG used in a lot of parts, um, but they tried to be as realistic as possible with like that movie series, and that was a one oh two oh three, you know. Right. I I saw those movies when they were in theaters, and yeah, they, they were great theater experiences too. I, oh, I could imagine uh, if they ever get re released. That would be if they ever get re released. It's worth your time. I would love to do that. I can I can imagine those would be really good movies to see in theaters. Right. I remember seeing Return of the King, especially in theaters, and that's one of the ones that stands out to me. Yeah, uh, that would be I saw, really you, good in theaters. Like at the very end, like the Rise of Hiram and everything. Oh yeah. But, um, I, I I'm just seeing Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> I could I, I just looked up see what people are saying about Rings of Power. And it's funny. I, I literally quoted it word for word. He said Tolkien is turning in his grave. <laughs> and then another tweet. Really? Almost every male character so far is a coward, jerk, or both. Only Galadriel is brave, smart, and nice. Huh. Okay. So I don't know. Well, that's. A well, uh, I'm glad I'm not super invested in any of these new things that are coming out. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, you know, no. I, 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 that is almost honestly almost one of my only complaints about House of the Dragon, which is I feel like they're pushing like the you know strong female lead agenda that I feel like in a lot yeah. of cases is kind of forced. Well, see, here's the thing. But in this case, it uh, makes I hear a lot about. Story, I hear a lot about oh, the audiences are sexist because they won't accept a strong female lead, and I I would disagree. I think there's a lot of really well written female leads in movies yeah, and like shows. Daenerys and Game of Thrones. I thought that yeah, was fine. I, not I, I, at all. I didn't I didn't have a problem with yeah, her. Exactly. Also, uh, like Alien, like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like every, no problem. Like, everything I heard about Cersei as well in Game of Thrones, she was an incredible character, right? She was a fantastic actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's bad female writing that is the reason we say that that stuff. Well, that like you because you yeah. I was gonna say that's what it is. 
it's when it's so over the top and in your face. It's like, oh, you guys kind of threw quality out the window just trying to do this because now you didn't write a good character. You just tried to put all these things in there to make this character like this. It's like you, you now you're not writing a good character, but yeah, it's a perfect point. I mean, you know, uh, Ripley, you know, like you said, an alien, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, dude, that she she was the main character of that movie, and we're talking 1979. Sarah Connor, the whole Sarah franchise, Connor, yeah. not even Terminator. just the movie. All, yeah, exactly, the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we are. I mean, even I think the most recent example. I, I now I haven't watched it. I will admit, so I can't adequately judge it. But from what I've seen, She Hulk looks atrocious. Yeah, it does. I, I know I've sent to our group chat about all the criticisms. In I, it, I but. saw a uh, video today on Reddit where it, uh, it said like the caption was like, uh, "Wow, TV really giving us a GTA cutscenes now," and it played. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, her like walking in with the briefcase yeah, and like, stiff motions. Yeah, snaps like, through the door. Literally looks like a. I, I saw the, the I saw the gif of home like uh, it's a Homelander looking really angry and it's uh, the VFX artist being told they have to edit over the weekend on their time off like She Hulk twerking with Megan the Stallion they're like this is what I have to do <laughs> yeah and I think are you kidding me the Tony Tony Stark died for this I th- yeah I think I heard that was a post credit scene too for one of the episodes so it's like that was even it wasn't even like in the main episode I guess but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah no I haven't watched that yet. Um, you know, we, I mean, we've talked about it before. Did you say yet, as in you? That's the thing. It? As an MCU person, it's like, I feel like I, I, it's almost like a chore now. You're like, I have to watch all these shows. I haven't watched Moon Knight. I heard it was good. It had mixed reviews. Haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Haven't watched Miss Marvel. They even came out with I Am Groot shorts, which sound really fun. So I haven't watched it. It's like, I actually put, I watched all the I Am Groot shorts. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just there's so because much now. It's like, and I feel like I have to watch it all now. It's like a chore almost. With with the newborn, uh, my son loves the I Am Groot stuff because I was like, just scrolling Disney Plus. What is kid friendly I could put on for him? And I just found those that are six months long. And oh yeah, they were visual enough. They held his attention, <laughs> and that's what MCU is good for now. Remember, is holding the attention of a baby. Put on Remember the Titans. Teach him a lesson, young. <laughs> 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 a good, meaningful lesson. But, um, but yeah, so if rings of power and house of the dragon, if, if they go down this road of not writing female leads, well, I don't think it's going to fare well for them. If they're, if they're pushing a political agenda rather than good character development All right, you and know, a good story. And Matt, I don't want to say that's like it, they do it badly. I feel like I need to see more to see if they actually do it well, Fair but enough. you know, I feel like there's just Only like two episodes, one, so. one or two scenes where I was kind of like, eh, you know, that's a little bit forced. Now, now, didn't Game of Thrones pretty well spoil everything that could happen in House of the Dragon? I thought I remember them going into a lot of the history of that. Like, no, the stuff I that think happened. this is really specific to a certain time, not like a big, okay. you know. I mean, I feel like stuff they would have talked about in um, Game of Thrones had been kind of high level. And I think this really just gets deep into like one span of events. Right. Oh, what I, what is kind of interesting is, um, you know how in... What was the show about? Oh, the Crown. The Crown. Did y'all see the Crown? Never seen. It. No, but I heard it's it essentially was very it good. just covers the history of like the royal family, right? So, like throughout the whole 20th century. So like at some point they switch actors in the middle, and apparently that's what um they're going to do in uh, House of the Dragon. So all the actors we're actually seeing right now won't be um in like the second half of the show. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because it gives I think 
the first like at least two episodes I'm in have covered like a pretty big span of time. Um, and I think even episode three skips forward at least a good, you know, year chronologically, or if not more. Hmm. Mm. Right. So okay. it's, it's covering like a whole, like very long period of time. I think it's supposed to be like the different, um, reigns of like, uh, people in the story, I guess, like as in like a uh, transferring power between like Kings, you gotcha. know, like succession of the throne, whatnot. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did actually think about starting House of the Dragon, even though I'm not going to. And the only reason I did is, man, I'm starving for a new show right now because now I like I don't know what else there is to watch. We talked about starting Fargo. I heard good things about Fargo. Me too. It's on. Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, dude, just honestly, go back go back in time, man. I mean, I watched The Sopranos because I've heard, you know, it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, heard that's good too. It was it was fun. The, um, I haven't watched The Wire. Was The, the Wire is on my list now because – People actually, people, a lot of people have that over the Sopranos is number one. And so that's something that I'm like, I've heard that too. And every season is different. Uh, every season takes mm-hmm. place with different, uh, like, groups and people and, like, different, like, groups of characters. Um, I don't know if I'd like that is the only problem. I can't judge it until I watch it, but yeah. that itself kind of disinterests me. Now, uh, another uh, show my dad actually loved, um, I think it's done, I think it's been done, uh, is Ray Donovan. Uh, I've heard great things about Ray Donovan. Oh yeah, um, so that's a show. That's I'd like got to watch. my guy from Burn Notice. Who's that? Uh, I think that's the main character, Michael Weston in oh, Burn Notice. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys ever watched that. Um, I used to love that show. His, part of it. I would say because the main character in uh, Ray Donovan is uh, Lee Schreiber. That's how you say it. Um, and uh, apparently, he's really good in that. And then another one, I think it's HBO, um, True Detective. I've heard so many great things about True Detective. Like the, the first one? season, that, isn't that just another cop show though? Uh, yeah, but it's an anthology, so each season is uh, is different groups and different timelines. Um, is that the one with Woody Harrelson? Yeah, they did season. It was uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I think that was season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, um, and then they have other characters, and I think it's even like different places, like different places in the country, different time periods in the country. Um, and also not to confuse the wire, the wire all takes place in Baltimore and it all takes place at the same time period. It just focuses on different groups. Like one's about the government, one's about the cops, one's about the dock workers, but yeah. Uh, so it's not an anthology like true detective is, I guess. Cause now the wire is an HBO show, right? So is Sopranos. Yes. I believe both are HBO. Have you got a man? I think the HBO show that really stuck with me recently is Chernobyl. I thought was great. I liked it a lot. That has been something I've wanted to watch for a long time. I've heard really good things. Worth about. Matt, time. didn't we watch it together in uh, the apartment in college? We might. I have. think we did. I know. I, I just know it, that was I, something that actually, going back to your point, Nick, of like when uh, you know the fun part about like shows being on TV is you make it an event. That's a. I, I didn't watch it with you. I remember I watched it with Cassie all the way through. So, but did you not watch it in our apartment? I swear, I watched it with somebody. In you might have watched it with uh, that one guy that you. I'm not going to say his name on here. Uh, that you you guys stayed in college for an extra semester after I left, you know? Oh, maybe I don't know. One of, it was one of the guys, but um, that was something that every week, you know, it would come on and we would watch it on TV. Yeah, I've had I've had friends of mine tell me that's an incredible show. Uh, it's just like a mini series, you know, a limited series, um, and they just say it's done. If you like so history, well. yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing I do, and so that's if why you like I, history. It's yeah. something I definitely want to watch. 
Yeah, like the first mm. three episodes are like super suspenseful, especially watching it on mm. TV. Honestly, like uh, just because at the very end of like the third I, episode, it gets like you know kind of getting really bad, and there's like a group of people underground, you know, like a flooded tunnel thing, and they're like uh, have their like all their like lamps go out from the radiation, and then it like ends. Oh yeah. gosh! Yeah, and then you got to wait a week, see what happens next. No, I I actually finished the show after it already came out. I watched him because the whole I just remember going through the whole season. I know some people said the show kind of was boring in parts, but as a history guy, I just loved it all the way through. I thought everything was interesting. So right, right, yeah, Nick, yeah. you got to get on it, man. Okay. You you would like it for sure. I'll definitely I'll watch it. Um, <clears throat> um, so so did you guys want to touch on UFC a little bit? Sure, because I was actually going to segue. Speaking of events, UFC, Nick, uh, I think you're kind of like me. You you keep up with it. Um, the last fights that just happened, Tai Tuivasa versus Cyril Gaon, and then I think the what was it? The co-main was Marvin Vittori versus Bobby Knuckles, yeah. Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That uh, did you watch that event? No, I didn't get to. Uh, I was actually at uh, a college football game. So I had to pick my priorities, I guess. But uh, no, oh, so I, I and also it was so dumb. I didn't know before, you know, dumb American, right? I was just like, yeah, you know, the fight night's usually seven o'clock prelims, nine o'clock main event, <laughs> and uh, it was in Paris, and so it was eleven a.m. and two p.m. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yep. okay. But uh, one of my favorite fighters was headlining, and that's uh, tied to Avasa. Uh, I love him; he's one of my favorites right now. And, uh, just, you know, the way that fight went, he's always entertaining. Yeah. He's just, he, I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard not to be a fighter and not to be a little cocky. I mean, he's got a little cockiness, but it's not like overbearing, uh, like Conor McGregor. He's not cancerous yeah. with his cocky. Exactly. He, he's very endearing. Exactly. Um, so he, and actually I, I like respectful fighters yes. and him. He, he was very respectful mm-hmm. with seal gone beforehand. They were very before uh, and sportsman like, yeah. And that's yeah. what I love about it. And then, and actually, you go. I'm, I was just going to say Cyril Gaon, what makes him incredible is he is, I would say, a, a good definition of martial artist. Like, the guy's just a natural athlete. Yeah. Because I think they said he picked up martial arts back in 2015, and he's already at the top of the heavyweight division yeah. in UFC. Like, that's insane. It's pretty wild um, with him. Um, I mean, he hasn't even been in the UFC for too long, I want to say. I mean, maybe no. not lengthwise, uh, more uh, fight-wise, the amount of UFC fights he's had. Um, but yeah, I, I watched his fight with Nganu. I think it was January of this year, or mm. I think it was yeah. that when it was. And uh, that one went all five to decision. And uh, you know, no one thought it would. No, no. Uh, I I think I predicted for that one, Cyril gone by unanimous or by decision. I think I just said decision because. Uh, but what happened was. Francis had a bad knee, I think they said it was, mm-hmm. and so he wrestled the whole time because everyone is. It, Francis is known for his striking, so everyone was expecting a striking match, and that's not what we got. It was wrestling the whole time. Yeah, and I saw that Cyril. He was talking about how his coaches told him to expect that, and he kind of blew it off, and so he he said he he wasn't as prepared as he was told to be, and that's and I that's what happens, man. Well, he blames himself, mm-hmm. of course, but. I do think for that reason, I want to see it run, see him run it back because I think they're at the top and just see what a rematch would look like with Francis in t- peak condition with a good knee. And that's the thing. Um, Two things on that. Francis just came out and said that he's probably not fighting till early 23, 
And I'm like, oh, geez, that's probably yeah. January, February, There's, March. And it's like, that sucks. And it's just, I hate, I know he's had injuries and whatever. It's just, I hate when your champions aren't fighting. And I know Dana White probably hates yes. it too. And so it's kind of annoying that this is, I mean, your heavyweight champ has not fought very There's, much at all in the past like two years. But there's politics going on behind the scenes there. Oh, where if you're not aware, Francis and Dana don't get along. Yep. They don't like he each other. From what I've heard. He wants to leave and box um, and all that. Francis wants to fight Tyson Fury, yep. which I think is, I don't like the crossover fights, but I'm, I'm going to admit I'd, I'll watch well, it if they do. It. He, it's, <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you. That's but, the thing. Um, I mean, it would, it would technically be a crossover, but he literally wants to leave the UFC. He wants to completely like cut tight and he wants well, to go, he doesn't want to do MMA. He wants to box now. Um, so that's kind of been a, a an, an overarching thing as well. But yeah, well, and that's the problem is UFC. Uh, I mean, with the combat sports in general, I mean, boxing and MMA, a lot of people see them as, Oh, you can make a lot of, like a lot of MMA guys look at boxing and think, Oh, I need a box because that's where the money's at. Isn't there? And honestly, box. Kind of, isn't there kind of boxing is like, just a bigger organization? Sorry, Matt. Isn't Go ahead, there Pat. Kind of I'm like sorry. An issue in the UFC where like really only the top, you know, I don't know, however many well, really got, make a livable amount of money, and the other ones are like just like scraping pennies until they're like until they like that's make it. that's fighting in general. It's it's honestly it's not hard to make it because you guys know I go to a boxing gym twice a week and. I, I, I box with uh, several guys that are in the pro, that are pro that uh, that are pro boxers, and that that sounds cool, but it's really easy to become a pro boxer. It really is. It's these guys are barely scraping by. They maybe make twenty to thirty a year, and a lot of their money goes to the coaches or to the venue or you know to various little expenses. And they're the case, they're just Matt? living on scraps. Like you know, like I mean, obviously boxing is kind of making a comeback. So, like, at some point, you know, in the past, was it, like, hard to actually be a pro boxer? Or was it still just, like, you know, anybody can... No, not necessarily, because boxing is such a big sport. I think people underestimate it. I think UFC is more in the public eye right now. And I think that's because UFC is dominating the American scene, especially since I think it helps that UFC has a partnership with ESPN where you can watch fight nights for free. And I think that helps a lot. Um, But... Boxing has always been fairly easy to go pro, and it's just very hard to break into that top echelon of the best of the best. There's no like and pro boxing league or anything, right? No, there's promotions. So, and that's that's where the cancer of. And I keep in mind, guys, boxing's my favorite sport, but it's got a lot of problems right now. Um, the thing that UFC does the best is they've got one belt, the UFC belt, and that's that's really the beauty of UFC is. <laughs> You win the belt, and then you've got maybe if you have an interim title fight, you'll fight the guy next in line, and you're always fighting the top contenders. Uh-huh. But in boxing, there's four different belts, four different major belts, and each one has their order, and it's super hard to unify. And right now, we've had a lot of unifying fights, but they each and there's a lot of politics between the promotions, like top rank boxing, DAZN, uh, D- um, Premier Boxing, uh, you know, like uh, Fox Sports, basically, and they all some don't like each other. And it's just it, – it's very frustrating to sometimes not see the best of the best fight in boxing like you do UFC. So do but, you run into issues with that where, like, there's people who aren't in the same – what do you call them? Belts? Right? Um, I guess they like, wouldn't be in mean? the same belt, like the same – like you said, there's, like, four different groups. So box. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just use an example. Uh, DAZN, that's spelled D-A-Z-N, they have – you pay for their subscription and then you can watch boxing that way versus top rank. 
through there. They do like they, they do like uh, stuff with ESPN. I thought you were saying these that, were like different leagues. No, these are basically managers of fighters, basically. So do all, do all boxers fight on all of the things that you're talking about here? Obviously not at the they, same time, but I mean like... It depends on their promoter. It, it all depends on the... Can the promoter make the fight with another promoter? And uh, is are they going to be recognized in the rankings right. for okay. the WBC so that's what I was asking. So or the, with yeah. that, can you run into issues with like um, some people who um, don't go end up doing a fight with one promoter that like uh, are the top of their thing but then like there's another fighter who's the top with the one with that promoter so they like you know, there's never actually like yeah. who is number one yeah it, it's a lot it's a lot Sorry, like that, that was kind of um, confusing but you get what i'm saying so like basically the, the, if you've got the wbo belt the wbc belt the wba belt they're all considered the, the champions that have those belts are considered to be the top of their you know those belts, right? Like exactly. Each, so each that's of those, what I'm saying. Each of those like, organizations says this guy's the best, and so of course, so as a boxing fan, like like, oh, well, I want to see those guys. Yeah, fight. that's what I'm saying. So like, you never actually get the fight of like who is actually the best. There's like here's the top four, but we'll go no further. Yeah, that's kind of I hate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's when you that's when you like that's but that's when boxing can shine, and you get these guys that finally get a chance, and they can shock the world, and that's where you get some of the greatest moments in sports history is the guys that shock the world. And that still happens today. I mean, happens every year. They may not, it goes unnoticed by a lot of people, but it still happens. But yeah, UFC is just a better run organization. I'm getting off topic, but um, the problem I think that Dana White has with the UFC right now is with all combat, you've got to promote yourself. There's a reason Conor McGregor is the highest paid in the UFC. And that's because people watch him to either see him get, get him knocked out or because they love him. He's a big personality. Uh, and so these guys that aren't a personality, they're complaining, oh, I'm not getting paid. Well, you're not the personality that Conor McGregor is, quite honestly. Um, but the thing that Francis complains about in Ganu, the heavyweight champion of the UFC, that I think he's got a lot of merit to, is they took away sponsorships on each of the fighters' shorts. Oh, yeah. So you can't. You can't go out and the, everyone's wearing the same crypto.com Venom fightwear shorts yeah. and none of them can get their own sponsors, which that used to be how they'd make their money mm-hmm. and they can't do that anymore. That sucks. So who made that decision? I assume Dana White. I, I mean, he's the top. He definitely probably had a hand in it. I think they said, oh, it looks better on the fight, but then the octagon's covered in promotion anyway. So it's yeah, it's like it's like the UFC's raking in sponsorships. Well, it's it's but hypocritical. It's like, you know. First, it's hypocritical in two ways. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're going to take what I pay you, and you're, you know, that's what it is. And everybody complains about fighter pay, and he's just like, he literally just said like a month and a half ago, he's like, tough shit. He's like, this is what you get paid. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, he literally doubled down. It's like, damn, okay. And then he tie, goes, tie tw- so what are you going to say? Oh, I cut you off. Like, Sorry, go no, ahead. Good. Uh, but then he goes, he's like, all right, yeah, so like, I don't pay you guys much. So figure it out. And they figure it out. They're like, okay, I'm going to use these other sponsors and stuff. And then he's like, uh, no, no, you're not. No more money from other sponsors too. It's almost like, well, dude, you, what about you? You, you put all these sponsorships all around the ring and stuff like that. Right. right. So it's that like sucks. all the money's going to him and then he's keeping all the money. And so it's like, they're going to, well, you know, they're going to end up. There's even little shady deals. Like your guy, I like Taito Ibasa too. So, I mean, we're both on the same page there, but I just saw him in an interview with Ariel Helwani, who's a MMA reporter. And Ty was saying, oh, yeah, you know, he's the main, had the headline at UFC Paris, and he had to buy his own ticket 
to get there. That's, plane ticket. That's so annoying. He had to make his own travel accommodations, and he's the headline guy. Dude, especially. And that's the thing. Fight. Especially with this ESPN deal now. It's like, dude, the UFC has been, like, one of the biggest things since, like, I want to say, like, 2009, 2010. Around that time, it started to get big. You know, we saw, like, you know, Chuck Liddell and all these guys, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, it started. That's old, though. That's old UFC. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was the 2000s, though. And that's when it was a very oh, yeah, subsect 2000s. of yeah. society. Like, the people who wore the mm. Affliction shirts and stuff like that. You know, everyone made fun of era. Everyone made fun of people who liked the UFC. Because it's almost like you were saying mm-hmm. you were a badass, too. Because you're like, yeah, I watch UFC. You know? Yeah. But now it's become mm-hmm. so mainstream and commonplace. And that was the turn of the decade, really. Uh, and then you had, like, bigger stars coming in, you know, and, and really dominating – but now, like, dude, they've been making tons of money throughout the 2010s. And now with this ESPN deal and everything, like, I can only imagine how much money they're making. It's like, how is it not trickling down? I understand there's a ton of fighters on the entire roster. I mean, you have eight divisions and, like, three girl women's divisions. You got a lot of fighters, man. I mean, there's probably 20, 25 UFC fighters for each division. That's a lot of people. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it trickles down enough, really. Well, honestly, I'm a big proponent of, I really hope I see in the next 10, 15 years, the pay-per-view platform goes away for combat sports in general. Cause I think it's, I think the pay-per-view stuff is the reason why it's not mainstream like football, basketball. I, I truly believe if I could turn on ESPN on any TV and just UFC or boxing was on, I could watch a ch- championship. It would be just as popular. I truly believe that. And that's the thing, you know, and, with streaming and the streaming wars and all this stuff, that is slowly kind of happening. Uh, and it's almost like they are uh, situating themselves to be on the right side when it does mm-hmm. happen because now they have this huge yep. deal with ESPN+. Plus. You know, you, you pay that membership, to that monthly membership. It's just like a service now. And ESPN+, Plus is with Hulu. And so you get that whole bundle, Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus as well. It's a giant, great bundle. You know, once you get that, Every cat, every fight ever, I think there's a catalog you can go through and watch a fight from 2006 or something. Like you can. So I don't know about every fight, but yeah, I think you. Can uh, yeah, back. I would say maybe not like all, like but like maybe like the the cards, like the big cards mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, they are kind of situating themselves for this this streaming war streaming world, you know, that we're moving into, and pay per view will probably fall by well, the wayside. I, I mean, yeah. You, the whole, I think streaming could be the future of combat sports, and I'm here for it. I love it. I love the direction that's going because even recently I just watched the heavyweight championship between Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua in boxing, and that was on a streaming service. So instead of a pay-per-view, I paid 20 bucks for the month, and I get access to everything. And actually, I gave my dad the login, and we were in two different states watching it together for 20 bucks. I mean, I just paid the monthly fee, and you get access to all these. And it's like, this is the way it should be, really. Yeah. Um, Instead of me paying, because I like I said, I I waste money that probably I shouldn't. But I I buy routinely boxing pay per views that can get up to seventy eighty bucks. Damn, <laughs> yeah, just per show. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a hard thing to get into, you know. But I make I try to make them events like you guys are saying with TV. Like if I buy them, I, I invite friends over. I think I've I've invited Pat. You're not in the area, but whenever I am in the Knicks area, I think I've invited him before, and I invite all sorts of friends. It's like, hey, if I'm paying for this. Maybe we'll get some pizza or something and, you know, make it a deal. That makes sense, but too. That's and, that, and that's that's a fun thing, really, you know. It's a fun thing to get together and do. It's, it's you know, especially with the UFC ones, once a month, like the main, the big, yep. the big mm-hmm. cards. And so that's really fun to kind of do, you know. 
Nick, you have me wanting to try the movie theater at some point. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah. The, Cinemark, I'll shout the out. Movie theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll shout out Cinemark. Oh, cool. uh, it's awesome. They do, you know, they didn't have this last one, which was weird. I don't know why. It must have been like a an agreement or something. But uh, they do all the main uh, main cards of the month. I, I don't even know what you really call that. That's what I just call it. But like the 278, 279, 280. Uh, and they it's like 25 mm-hmm. bucks. Now, if you go with three friends, you're like, well, why don't you just buy the pay-per-view? I don't know. It's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like you just like the experience of it to like spend the money, even though it's like yeah. you're spending more money than you, you should. But, yeah, it's like 25 bucks. It starts at 9. You just get the main card, so you don't even get the prelims. But you get the main what? card. Yeah, it's just – I mean, I don't know if they want uh. you there all day. But, but yeah, you're there from 9 <laughs> to indefinite, really, until it's over. And it's just fun because you get there – you know, you go in. Uh, you know, they set, they serve alcohol now, so you go over. You get your you get your wristband, and you get like a big beer or a big. They have uh, they have Jack and Coke ices, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. And, they, I want to and try you can those. upgrade it for three bucks to have Maker's Mark instead of Jack. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so we'll get those. We'll go to the theater with our you know our movie snacks too. You know, popcorn and candy, and we just sit there in the theater. You know, the lounge chairs, watch the fight, and then in between fights. We run back down and we go get another beer and then come back up before the next fight starts. It's just kind of like the experience about it is so much mm. fun. That's why well, we love it. And combat sports are so fun to watch with a crowd, a group of people. Yeah. They're, they're just so much fun. Oh, yeah. I was um, I was in uh, – they didn't have it at the Cinemark this past one, 270, 278, right? That was Edwards. Uh, yeah, I think this one's coming up to 279. Yeah. And so we, we went to a different movie chain to watch that. And uh, there wasn't, I mean, that's the one thing it kind of lacks with like Buffalo Wild Wings. You have like a hundred people in one like small area. Mm-hmm. So it, the eruption, it's a pop, you know. Um, but yeah. even this, there was about 20 people in the theater. And when, you know, Edwards, you know, when he knocked out. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. You watched that happen? Yeah. When he, when yeah, he knocked amazing. him out. I mean, the 20 people in the theater, people like stood up screaming, they're pacing, they're like, whoa, so, no way. I mean, it was just great for, environment, you know. For Pat for Pat to understand here, I, I just need to paint the picture just for you to get it. Um, for the welterweight championship, Kamaru Usman is the pound-for-pound uh, pound best fighter in the UFC right now. Okay. He, uh, he was on a 15-win win streak. The w- record in UFC is 16, set by Anderson Silva about like 2011, 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Weidman knocked him out. But um, so he was set. If he beat Edwards, he would have tied the record. Mm-hmm. So, and Edwards kind of, he was kind of an, he was a, oh yeah, he was a for sure an underdog. And I know he's been trying to get his title shot for a long time. Yes. But no one really thought he was going to beat Usman. And this is where I love combat sports. And this is the adrenaline I'm always chasing. Is no one really gave him a chance. I didn't either. I'm going to go ahead and say, I didn't really give him a chance either. But in, Edwards was getting beat the whole fight. I mean, it was it was kind of one-sided, really. Usman was just the better-looking fighter. And at the very end, out of nowhere, a head kick comes, knocks him clean out, finishes the fight. It doesn't matter. He was losing the whole time. That's combat sports for him. And that, that is why... And he's now the yeah. welterweight champion of the world. Gotcha. I see. I and, understand that, Matt, but I don't understand, like, um, some, like, you know, when, like, fights don't end in, like, a knockout. Like, I think I watched one with you, Matt, where at the end, like... Um, one guy I felt like just looking at it was doing better. And then like the, uh, at the end, like the, uh, the whoever like judges decided that X person won if there wasn't like a knockout. Yeah. 
that that goes to decision. Yeah, it goes and to really decision. that, that gets arbitrary. Is, yeah, sorry. I don't yeah, know so and I'm a lot better at scoring boxing than UFC. I can much more accurately predict the win in boxing. UFC has a lot of little things like uh, who's controlling the ground game better, who's uh, who's dictating the pace on stand up, who's landing more punches. I mean, it all factors in. I know in boxing, it's happened a few times where you can win a round without throwing a single punch. Hmm. That's interesting. Like simp- simply, you're dominant, you're controlling the movement, you're dictating the timing, you're slipping. And yeah, you can absolutely win around. I mean, that's what Floyd Mayweather does. Gotcha. I guess just, it'd be more interesting if, like, you knew um, how to score. Like, I guess just like if I for if I look really looked into like how to actually score a fight and then like watched one, you think I'd be like more mm-hmm. interested in it? Yeah, it, it, it honestly you have to get into the the culture of watching, and then you could figure it out. Right, you, you'll start to see, you'll know what to watch for. I mean, just that, like yeah. you know, being like not a really huge fan of it, but while I think it's like fun. I don't know. I feel like, you know, when I go to watch it, I want to see somebody get, like, knocked the fuck out. Now, it, but robberies yeah, do happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, sometimes a decision. And here's a, a general rule of thumb. When you have a championship fight and it goes the decision, it's it's like, okay, yeah, you need to not just win three out of the five rounds. Like, you need to handedly, like, have been dominating the whole fight. Like, just to put it in perspective, this yeah. Usman-Edwards fight. You have to beat the champion. If Usman was the contender and Edwards was the champion and that went to decision like it was about to, that probably would have been enough to change championships with a decision. But championships I, don't really change hands when it goes to decision. Like it very rarely, ha- you have to handedly I, beat them for five rounds to, for, to win a decision. You you can beat the champion in decision, but you've got to make it. You got you got to show that you're better that's, than the champion. That's what I'm saying. Kind of yeah, like you have to dominate. You um, can't just barely squeak by. You have to dominate. Kind of like this. I, I I absolutely hate, and I know I'm not alone in this. I'm, most everyone does. I hate Israel Adesanya. I just every time, actually every time he fights, I I stop watching. Actually, he's the he's the event, main event I always walk out on because he's just boring to me. <laughs> I love. He it. just jabs his way to a decision every time, and it's just like. I get it. He's like the top of his division. I'm just so sick of him, though. See, just th- that, that's the thing. That attitude that, yeah, you've got to really beat him. Well, I mean, then you would hate one of the greatest fighters ever, though, in Anderson Silva. I mean, he was a very defensive fighter, you know, and he, yeah, he was he a counterpuncher. And I did hate him. Um, but that's the thing with <laughs> – I loved it when Chris Weidman knocked him out. But, but here's the thing. I see this a lot with champions in general, though. Uh, now, Izzy is obviously a little more – it's a little more advanced with that where it's like, yeah, he, he goes, yeah, I'm going to fight my fight do something different. And there is something to be said about yeah. that where it's like, yeah, oh, regardless yeah. of if he's a champion or not, like go in and fight your fight and beat the person regardless of who mm-hmm. it is. And so if you're the champion, yep. that's a little, that's something that's kind of like, it's an unspoken thing. That's an, also an advantage for you. You're the champion. You come in here and take the belt. You don't, you, you don't just fight how you think, you know, is safe or, or, or is not going to get me knocked out. Because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. No one yeah. wants to. No one wants to go in there and get close to Izzy because he's going to knock you out if you get close enough. He, he's he, he's probably. I said, I said I hate him, but Izzy might be the best counter puncher in the UFC. Oh right yeah, now. oh yeah. And yeah, no, that's the and, thing. His fights. And and I. Th- sorry, you go. I was just going to say, and that's why uh, Robert Whitaker. He, I think you've got to say he's number two right now. He definitely, I think those two are just levels beyond everyone else. And I think Whitaker. I know he lost the first two. I think 
every time he fights Izzy, he's trying something new. He's trying to, because like the first time, I think he took the fight to him a little bit more. I think, I can't remember. This last time he tried to play the outside game more, didn't really work. I think he's, I think he's kind of trying to figure that out. Uh, and I would like to see where a third fight goes. This new fight with Adesan- with Izzy, the, there's talk that Izzy might get knocked out because he got knocked out by Alex Pariah on that uh, on their kickboxing. Yeah, this career. is so again. Izzy's one of my favorite fighters, and he's kind of fallen a little bit in my own eyes because again, you want excitement, you want something, and his fights, his last like four fights have been boring as hell. Um, and so it's just kind of like yeah, especially when it's the main event, it's the one you go all night for. Uh, and then it's boring. You're like, okay, cool. Goes the decision. Nothing really happens. Um, this one though, uh, this is the first, I'm always scared for my guy when it's like, dude, I don't know. I think he's going to get knocked. I'm so scared. He's going to knock him out, you know? Uh, and I felt that with all of his fights and then they go to decision and nothing happens. This is the first one where I'm like, I don't know. I think this guy is going to do exactly what I'm saying. He's going to go in there and he's going to try and take the belt, which is what so many contenders don't do. They play it safe. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. Edwards did have the first ever takedown of uh, Usman, like ever or second ever. Yep, uh, was it first. Yep, Colby didn't even pull yeah. it off. And so it's like that's why. Well, they, they Colby claims he did. It's it can be up for debate. Yeah, but and I mean, if he would have had more time, and that was round one, I want to say if he would have had more time, dude, he might have eventually found a submission there. But anyway, besides but they that, say Nate Diaz doesn't lose fights; he just runs out of time. Like. <laughs> right? Yeah. Besides that, though, <laughs> like Edwards was just kind of not doing anything. He was just letting Usman be so technical and just dominate the fight. You, if you are the contender, you have to go in there and you have to take it from them. And I think this Alex Pereira oh, guy absolutely. might take it from Izzy. Well, he might go in there and take it. My. I don't think I've told you. The guy that got me into MMA back in like 2011, 2012, I watched him in Bellator, and he's still my favorite fighter to this day, is Michael Chandler. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i a big Michael Chandler fan, and I know he's not the best of the lightweight division, but every time he fights, it's like, oh, yeah. It's exciting. I'm getting my money's worth. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Every time. He's up there, though. He's up And in the I think four, he's a likable personality. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I'm always tuning into his fights. I always will because it's like I, I I know he's probably not going to have a UFC title in his future because Charles Oliveira Dude. is – I don't see anyone beating Dude. him right now. He's ridiculously he's good. He's wild, this guy. I mean, especially so, – here's the thing, though. I want uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. I want him to go up and, dude, Yes. Charles Oliveira and him, oh, my gosh, that would be a fight. That would be a fight. So – uh. When I when I first saw Michael Chandler Oliver, I knew Oliver was good, but I was like, "Well, I have faith in my guy Chandler." Which Chandler almost got the knockout, almost did. I I do think it was close. You know, it's anyone's game, but Oliver won that, so I was wrong. Then Dustin Poirier went to go fight him, and I was voting for Dustin because I think Dustin's a very technically sound fighter. Dustin lost again, and uh, by this point, I was thinking, "Okay, I'm never going to doubt Charles uh, Oliveira again." He's convinced me. I will. I, I think he's got. And then when it came time for Justin Gagey, I was saying, yep, I'm done doubting Charles Oliveira. I think he's got what it takes. And then now and he's going to fight Islam Makame. Uh, gosh, I can't say his no, name. No, you got it. He's going to fight Islam. And, uh, he's going to fight Islam, and I don't see he's Islam beating him. I think Islam. Islam's too green. Oh, I, so name? I think I it's yeah, Islam Makachev, I want to say. And uh, that's Market, I think that's, that's right, UFC yeah. 280. That is a stacked card. It's in October. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, 
insanely. Yep. It's going to be a great one. There's another, the Bantamweight Championship belt's on the line. And another one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Sean O'Malley, he's also fighting. And, <sighs> uh, dude, he's just fun. We he's just fun, man. I hate Sean O'Malley. I hate <laughs> Sugar him. Sugar Sean. He, he's, I, he's going to get sparked by Peter we'll Jan, see. I'm telling you. That's a bad matchup. It, uh, it, that is a bad it, matchup. It might be a little too early for him to take on somebody that good. But it, anyway, that card is stacked, and it's going to be a good one. So I'm very excited for that one. And then mm. the one that's coming up this week, the only real fight on there that I care about is Nate Diaz's farewell fight. Uh, and he's being thrown to the wolves with Kamz- uh, Kamzat Shamaya. Is, is he ever? Yeah. He, he, wow. It's going to be a rough one, I think. <laughs> but but what we have seen in his entire well, career is that it does not matter how rough the fight is, he is going he's gonna, to he's gonna go all in and he's going to come out a bloody mess. And it, Yeah, he's going to come out covered in blood. Yeah. But the thing, he, he shocked the world with Conor McGregor, you know that famous scene where Joe Rogan goes know. up to him? Yes. You just shocked the world. I'm not surprised, yeah, motherfucker. I'm not you know. surprised. <laughs> yeah. So there's. Uh, so I was just saying, like the whole, all of UFC is like, what if he shocks the world and knocks out Kamzat? <laughs> that would be so wild. <laughs> and that's his farewell. My goodness. Yeah, that would be a Nate Diaz yeah. is a gangster. He really for is. Sure. So I'm excited. I'm excited for these next few months of uh, some UFC fights, some real big ones, especially with Edwards Usman. Then you know we had the Ghana two of us. So we got some good fights coming up. So it's a lot to look forward to. I yeah. think. Um, but well, on that note, um, I guess let's wrap it up there. I'll see you guys next time. All righty. I think that we've already done.